everyone, and welcome back to the Movie Trivia Showdown for a scintillating teams matchup. Alongside Andrew Guy, I am merely Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. And Andrew, you look at the quirky mercs, you look at the den, and particularly in this match, you have their respective teams, the press room and the outsiders. It feels like these two teams come from two different worlds, but they're here uh, arguably under the same circumstances. They're searching for that elusive first team's win. Who's going to get it and how today? Yeah, what's so fascinating about these four players and these two teams is that neither of them have gotten that win. Obviously, new squads out there, but this is a really exciting match because I think these four players honestly know more than a lot of the other players in the league. But if you look at their individual records all over the board, the only one really is Horwitz because he's so new to the league. You know, 1-0 in singles, 0-1 in teams. But the other players, they've played a lot of matches and a lot of their records don't actually reflect how much they know, which means that today is going to come down to a lot of their gamesmanship and navigating through these three rounds and using each other, of course, for those six questions in round two. That's right, because it is the team format. You can't rely on your teammates' knowledge in round one or round three, at least until you get to that five-pointer when they can confer. And so it's a nice mix of individual testing, but also how do you work as a team, particularly with round number two? Do you agree on which wheel slice you want to take? If you spin something, do you want to spin it again? There's a whole lot more questions that one or a team has to ask itself. And so managing is going to play a key factor in getting a W here. It's Kate Mulligan, it's Coy Jander. They're two of the most bubbly personalities we have in the Schmodown. And for more on how we got here, and I'm sure we're going to hear from those two names in this promo. You know, you prove your metal, you prove what you're made of for how you bounce back. And at least we made them fight for it and make, made them answer every question. Yeah, this is the first of, of many matches, hopefully. We'll improve onwards and upwards. All right, let's do this again. This time, how about we win the match? You guys know, I don't like losing. And I especially don't like losing when I feel like a loss is very much my fault. It's on my shoulders that we had such a big, big mountain to climb. I had a rough round one, and as much fun as I had, it put us in a pretty bad position going into round two. Both Perry and I were disappointed in ourselves, I know, but we also, we went to get up against some really seasoned competitors, and now we know what's what. I've got some singles matches under my belt, and I think, we, I think we're ready. I think we're now ready to show what we're really all about. I will say this about the press room is that I think that this was a galvanizing experience and is going to just re-fortify their grounds and say, hey, no, we can play with anyone in this league. They played two players that so strongly influenced the game so as to have a documentary and another one have a rule named after them. So this seems like a very very good arguably first match for the press room because this is a very commendable very formidable opponent in the outsiders well i think you said it earlier mark uh, we fill each other's gaps nicely paul fills my gap very nicely and uh hopefully i can fill his today the fact that this was the opening match of the tournament you realize that that this could have been the finals like that's how intense this match felt I, I take full responsibility for this because I missed two in round one and that either is a tie or the win right there. I'm really sick of losing on a five-pointer. <laughs> Preston is no joke. Goddard is no joke. 
but neither are Perry or Josh. Look at the records Perry has coming back from deficit. She's incredible. And Josh, Josh is going to be rookie of the year. These guys are leading this team. Every win this this faction has is because of the two guys you're looking at right here. This is going to be a team that's going to be tough to beat. I feel like I'm going to be stronger this time around because Koi's always got my back. Also, Josh is a rock. He is a killer at this game. And I feel like even though we didn't win last time, we're just bound to be a force. And I just have a really good feeling you're going to see that in action right now. We're going to show that the press room has what it takes. Feel good? What do you have to tell the people? Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, look, you see that and, and you can see just competitors and managers just just frothing at the mouth, knowing how good they are. They just need to put it all together in a team's match for the first time. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. They just want to prove how good they are. We all know that that's the thing is when you look at these four competitors, like I was just saying, and you know any of them individually, they are all so knowledgeable. Can they work together? Can they work with their managers? And can they deal with starting off their season 0-1, maybe starting off their second match a little rocky, but staying strong because it's going to happen. Someone's going to miss a question in round one. Most likely teams got to stick together. You really have to use each other. Like you said, I really want to see how their chemistry pays off. Now, if you just looked at what happened, what the fallout was of these teams' individual first two matches, then you would say, well, the Outsiders clearly should be the favorite here simply because they almost got a W against the fearsome lightning time, but do not sell the press room short. Perry Nemiroff, we know how good she is at horror movies as well as a variety of other categories, and Josh Horowitz, her partner, has gotten a singles W this season, and so anything can happen, and that's usually the way that we prefer it around the movie trivia schmodan. You ready to get going, bud? I'm ready to do this. I'm assuming that means that you're ready, Ellis. I'm pumped. I just wonder if somebody else is going to show up, or at least if their disembodied voice will. Christian Harloff, any insight to that? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the movie trivia showdown. Introducing first. Representing the den with the record of zero wins and one defeat. Ben, the bandit, Goddard, and the powder keg, Paul Preston, the outsider. That's us. Hey, look at that. What do you know? There they are, the Outsiders. Gentlemen, we talked about your first matchup as a team together and getting oh so close. It was a single point that separated you from lightning time. So how do you rebound from that? What have the study sessions been like? How's your manager handling it? Yeah, I'm okay. with you. I mean, it was I had to find something to play for, right? So I'm thinking, here we are in the losers match, right? Hey, who can be the best loser? I guess is what we're going for. So I think of it like this: maybe this is an extension of the tournament. We've now hit the losers bracket, so maybe we do have something to play for. Ben and I today hope at the end to be fifth. I agree. Well, chemistry's on point, Andrew. Yeah. I was going to say, your guys' chemistry tit for tat, baby. Let's go. Seems to be on point. Gentlemen, 
both you guys, your your records, I don't think reflect how great a player you are, especially when you talk about your team's record, Paul Preston. What is it about Ben Goddard and your chemistry that will make you one of those premier teams? I know that you guys have it in you. I've, I've talked to both of you guys. You guys are premier when it comes to knowledge. How do you tie it together here today? Well, listen, I mean, he's young. I'm the opposite. So I think that benefits, you know, in uh, taking care of each other when we, we need our, our slack picked up, right? I mean, like, listen, Kate's been running us through all sorts of stuff. You know, we've got like uh, uh, Underworld or Resident Evil subtitle. That seemed important. American Gladiator, a Steven Seagal movie. These are important categories we needed to go over. Yeah. Uh, who directed Lee Daniels, the butler? These are things she goes over with us. So I think between the two of us, we can come up with the answers. Mike and Dave need wedding dates can go blank itself. Fill in the blank. I don't think you guys have that as a category here, but it's something she went over anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, you know, plus we're from improv. We're set. Yeah. Yes, um, and? Very, very good. I, we could use more Steven Seagal movies in here. I, Bandit, I got to ask you real quick. Full Captain America costume, or is that just what we're looking at? I'll never tell, Mark. <laughs> That's probably the way it should stay. And so we will retire the Outsiders for the moment and meet their opponents. And their opponents representing the quirky Mercs with a record of zero wins and one defeat. The Carpathian, Josh Horowitz and Scary Perry Nemiroff. The Press Room! Yeah. Woo! Wow. You can just (laughs) feel the excitement (laughs) radiating from this team, and I'm just going to attribute that to y'all being focused and ready once the questions start flying at you. Fast and Furious. There's been nine of those movies, but no wins yet for the Press Room. How do you plan on changing that today? Start with you, Perry, then we'll hear from Josh. I, I think we got this. I think we figured out that part of, I mean, part of the issue was last time we played a real good team, and I don't want to take away from how well they played in that match. But also, there's a pretty g- big gap between that match and the one that I had played before. It was Josh's first. We figured out a way to kind of get things going before we're jumping into today's match. So I feel like we're already well ahead of the competition, and we haven't even started yet. You know, when when you talk about your guys' personalities, they're two of the most likable, I think, in the entire league, honestly. And when you talk about your opponents here, it seems like Goddard and and Preston are very dialed in. Is there any worry that you have that they're going to try to mess with your, you know, chemistry or maybe your team at all since you are still newer to this league, Josh? And Perry, you know, forgive me, but it has been a while since we've seen you pick up a team's win. Do you think that's going to factor in at all today or are you guys just rock solid? Look, the the, <laughs> the phone is ringing off the hook here in my father-in-law's house. So it's really <laughs> it's really exciting over here, guys. I would just say that Perry and I are dialed in. We finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> okay, come on. Um, we have a huge, uh, really special strategy going into this second match. We discovered that if you um, get more answers right than wrong you've got a good chance at that. I didn't even realize that the first match, and that was that's my mistake. So I feel like we're we're in a good spot. We now understand that correct answers can only be an asset, right? Barry? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, matter. yeah. We're, so we're good. We're good. 
correct answers are a benefit and this is not the rule book but i will make the amendment right now if horowitz takes a phone call during the match we will allow the opposite team the outsiders to also have one phone call during any question provided it's within the 15 seconds it's also like a 1975 (laughs) phone from my father-in-law's oh that is beautiful we cannot wait to come crash the party (laughs) later on Josh, did you kick someone off the call with the the dial-up internet? Are you is that okay? <laughs> I've got a I've got a hamster wheel running over okay, here. Okay, got it, got it. We're good. We're good. I, I've never seen a man more thrilled to be at his father-in-law's house. So <laughs> it is round number one. This is how round number one works. Teams, the rules of this first round are as follows: eight questions from eight different corners of movie trivia schmodown goodness are asked. To the field. Yes, to the field. You may not rely on the strength of your teammate to get a question correct in round number one. It's an individual test of movie trivia schmodown know-how. Questions are worth a point. Should you get a point, it will be added to your team's total. There's no penalty for missing a question, and there is no stealing. At least there isn't in round number one. Andrew or myself will ask the question. You have 15 seconds to get that correct answer written down. So make sure you have a writing surface handy. Once we ask you by name or nickname, please show what you wrote to your camera. Keep it up for a hot sec and verbalize your attempt at the same time into your microphone of preference. I'll remind each team that you have three usages of the JTE rule throughout the duration of the match. That's your repeat. You need to hear a question again, get another 15 seconds to achieve that correct answer use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge as a team. You may utilize at any point throughout the three-round match. We'll bring in managers. We'll have a fun free-for-all of deliberation. And ultimately, we'll be the manager that confirms and ratifies if said challenge is taking place. And so I will first ask the press room, Josh and Perry, are you ready to get going? Good to go. We're ready. And the outsiders, Ben and Paul, you feeling good? The phone is off the hook. I'm ready to go. Feeling good, Lewis. Then let's get ready to schmodown. Three rounds in the team's division. Eight questions worth one point apiece here coming your way. And that first question comes from the category of Westerns. Westerns. Press room outsiders. Here we go. Who plays U.S. Marshal Jim T. West? Who teams up with Kevin Klein's Artemis Gordon in the 1999 film Wild Wild West. Artemis is a sick name. Oh, this is good. That's a name you like. Okay. (laughs) Cypher Rage, not for you. Offended. Four, three, two, one. Competitors ready. And we go to Paul Preston first. Will Smith. He nailed it. Did Horowitz. Starting with a classic, Will Smith. And Goddard? Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, No You Don't Want Nada. Will Smith. Barry, I really hope you got it too. This is my kind of Western question. Will Smith. (laughs) There it is across the board as we veer into the category of dramas. And that question for a point. Ewan McGregor and Albert Finney both play the character Ed Bloom at different ages in what 2000s film? Andrew, did you hear that? That's what I love about teams matches is the squeaking of the markers. It sounds like an intense basketball game. Well, and also I love to see last the last question. Every single one of them had their boards up like three seconds in. Three. Love it. Two, one, pens down, and we go to Horowitz first. Big Fish. Is correct. Ben Goddard. Big Fish. Perry. 
Didn't get it. Did not have it. How about Paul Preston? Same. Okay, wow. so we remain tied three to three. Horowitz and Goddard still in contention for a perfect round one, but we're not there yet, Andrew. Your third question coming from the category of horror slash thriller. Who stars as a serial killer called The Butcher, who switches bodies with a teenage girl in the 2020 film Freaky? Maybe a too personal of a question to ask, but Andrew, if you were a serial killer, what would your nickname be? I can't disclose that information yet. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. I'll adopt Snickers. Pens down. Let's go to Ben Goddard. Vince Vaughn. Is correct. Barry. Vince Vaughn. She rebounds. Does Paul Preston. My kind of Western. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> and Josh Horowitz. Vince Vaughn. All right. So it is still a tied ball game here. And now we progress, or rather revert to 1980s movies for a one-point question. Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, and Winona Ryder co-star in what comedy fantasy film? That's like my type of 80s question if we're talking about their type of westerns questions. Uh, I was alive in this decade longer than you. Uh, yes. Four. But I think we both enjoyed this picture. Three, two, one. Pens down, and we are going to kick off with Scary Perry. I just wrote Edward Scissorhands. Not correct. How about Paul Preston? Beetlejuice. Oh, my it God. Correct. Wow. Josh Horowitz. Beetlejuice. Uh, and uh, to say it three times. I, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. Is that okay? Yeah, we please see don't. Beetlejuice. Is that okay? I'm not going to oh, no, say I it. it so, oh, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> that and... hurt my heart so much that I just missed that. It's seven a tough to one. six in it's favor a tough one. of... It's only one point of a lead for the outsider, seven to six. And we've all had those before. Those are the ones that hurt. Here we go. Your fifth question in the category of directors. What 2010s action film marked the only occasion that Sylvester Stallone directed Arnold Schwarzenegger in a film? Mark, do you have a good uh, Arnold impression? Uh, I'm going to use your same answer for the serial killer. <laughs> I cannot disclose that information. Five, four, three, two, one, and pens down. We go to Paul Preston. The Expendables? Is correct. Josh Horowitz. It's The Expendables. I barely was able to write it, but it's there. It, he got it in the nick of time. <laughs> ben Goddard. I didn't write the. Is Expendables okay? Expendables is okay in this particular okay. circumstance, and Perry Nemeron. I didn't write that word at all. I wrote the last stand. That is unfortunately not acceptable in this circumstance, and so here we go. It is now a two-point lead. Outsiders nine, press room seven. Your next category is in the world of comedies. Oh, it's an inside joke. Appreciate those laughs. Your question for a point. Which actress starred in the 2000s teen comedies What a Girl Wants and Sydney White? Testing the perfect rounds thus far of Horowitz and Goddard. Yeah, really impressive so far. And you always want to lean on one teammate to do that in round one. Four. Uh, repeat that one, Mark, one more time for me. Three. First JTE rule for the Outsiders. The category was comedies. Haha, -ha, mm -hmm. your question. 
Which actress starred in the 2000s teen comedies What a Girl Wants and Sydney White? Press room trails by two, but they still have all of their JTE rules remaining. Five. This might be it. Four. Three. Two. One. Pens down. We go to Horowitz first. Is it Amanda Bynes? Two of your father-in-law's favorite movies, I'm sure. <laughs> ben Goddard. Oh, I also had Amanda Bynes. That still perfect for both those gentlemen. Did Perry rebound? I would trade this answer in for Beetlejuice any day. Amanda Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Preston. Amanda Bynes. I'll, Perry, I'll check with the editors to see if we can make that happen. Please. <laughs> so all four of them hit question number six here. Two of our competitors, Josh, and of course, the Bandit are perfect here in round number one as we get to our seventh question. That's coming from the category of crime films. Crime. Jason Statham. Benicio Del Toro and Brad Pitt star in what film from Guy Ritchie? You know, one of the reasons why we love having Horowitz in the league is that his nickname, the Carpathian, could double as a three or possibly five point question answer. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, and I'm not sure Four, what it means. Three. But I like it. Two, one. Pens down. Pens down, Perry. And we go to Ben Goddard first. Snatch. Is correct. Did Perry have it? No, I was starting to write it and didn't get to it. Didn't get there in time. How about Paul Preston? Snatch. And Horowitz. Snatch. The Carpathian gets it, and so now it's all of a sudden a three-point lead. The Outsiders inching ahead slowly but surely. We have one question remaining in round one, and this could possibly mean a perfect round for both the Carpathian and the Bandit. The category is fantasy science fiction. And your question, who directed the science fiction films Universal Soldier, Stargate, and Independence Day Resurgence? Oof. That was a tough view. Yes. Yes, it was. I was upset when I left. I was steaming hot mad. Four, three. I'm sorry, Paul. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. Two. All right. One JTE will remains for The Outsiders. The category is fantasy sci-fi. Who directed the sci-fi films Universal Soldier, Stargate, and Independence Day Resurgence? You know, we went to go see that, and friend of the show, Dennis Zen, it was on his 40th birthday. He walked in there turning 40. He left that theater 90 years old. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't get Five. Four. I can't three, believe he had to see that on his birthday. Two. One, pens down. This might be my birthday when this airs. Uh, let's go to Perry first. I'm personally offended by the fact that you couldn't just say Independence Day. Roland Emmerich. I, I can't make him that easy. Paul Preston. <laughs> Roland Emmerich. He got it. Horowitz for a perfect round. Give me that bonus. Wow. And Ben Roland Goddard. Emmerich. Nope, I could not pull that name. Wasted a JT. Not pull Roland Emmerich. And so it is a two-point lead for the Outsiders. 14 to 12, and it is a perfect round for Josh Horowitz, earning his nickname of the Intimidating Carpathian. And so this question will be the bonus. Just as to Mr. Horowitz, as such, you do not have to write down your attempt at an answer. Simply within 15 seconds, verbalize your attempt whenever you feel prepared. Andrew Guy, it's all yours. All right, the Carpathian, congratulations on a great round. Your bonus question, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford 
have supporting roles as engineers Gary and Steve, who work in an underground bunker in the 2012 comedy horror film. Cabin in the Woods. He stays perfect. 9.4 Horowitz in round one, which gives the press room a one-point deficit. Outsiders up by one, 14 to 13, as we get into round number two, Ellis. Yeah, we do. Come on down to the movie trivia schmodown. Hell, we got plenty of snakes and lizards for the kids to play with. So round number two works as thus. It is the wheel round, the wheel of fate, doom, and justice. Each team gets a spin at the wheel. Once they settle on a category, six questions will emerge from that particular genre of film knowledge. Each question is worth two points. There's no penalty for missing a question. However, stealing is available in round number two. So if you're not sure of the answer, the team may want to ask us for multiple choice. We'll give you four options, one of which we cross our fingers and hope is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question does recede to one. Because this is the team's match, whichever team is currently fielding their set of questions, the opposite team will be in a different stream entirely. We call it the green room where they can kick back, relax, and more importantly for our purposes, not see or hear any of the questions being asked. If there are any steal opportunities, those will be presented to the team upon their return into this Schmodown stream. And so... We want teams to hang out until that category is spun, so you'll watch the spin of the wheel. And we go to the Outsiders for a decision. You currently lead by one, and so you have the choice. Do you want to spin that wheel first or defer to your opponents? Your, your call, Paul. Let's spin. Let's do it. And there's Kate Mulligan, 60 seconds for the den mother herself. Okay, guys, so this is the uh, fill-in-the-blank round, so let's just run a couple more. Um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, blank. Oh, not today. Uh, nice try, nice okay, try. Okay, okay, uh, Hercules, Hercules. No? Hercules. Okay, well, we'll, yeah. we'll get it, guys. Yeah. Uh, Villeneuve's weirdest piece of blank is the Jake Gyllenhaal film Enemy. Do you guys know that one? Uh, Art? Great, perfect. Hey! We're together here. Great. Let's listen. Let's have fun. Just keep doing what you're doing. Ben, shake it off. Who cares? Yeah. We don't. We're not going to need those JTs later. We need you back. We need you back where you were. Yeah, so dude, I, got, I got one wrong too. The worst part about it was you having to say JTE again. You think they want to hear that name after my last? I know. Enough triggering. Triggering. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Right. Let's spin right. this thing. Let's, Let's just get this. going. You guys spun directors. Fantastic. Perfect. Let's go. Never right, so we still haven't actually spun yet. I believe we have a ruling. Spun. There it goes. Oh, well, Thank okay. You. I didn't know we were going to spin uh, twice without wow. our permission, but okay. I oh. promise it was just one spin. And it, it is settling on, I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Do you love it enough to keep it? 60 seconds to decide. Paul, what do you feel? I mean, he's one of the greatest actors of all time. I've seen a lot of his movies. I mean, what's, uh, I mean, it's a broad Turner category. And <laughs> What do okay, you think? Hooch. Yeah, yeah. It was Hooch, but okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I see. You're still still coaching. That's good. Yeah, still yeah. still pretending to coach. Paul, I'm going to leave this one up to you. I'm good with it. Uh, I think we could spin for something better, but it's a risk. So if you want it, let's take it. Um, all right, well, we can spin again then. Sure. Yeah. If you think you we know, can get something better, sure. If you all want right. my opinion, I think you guys stay. I think your two heads get a perfect round on this guy. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I'm going to back Actually, out. All right, we're turning around. We're turning around, baby. Let's. Uh, we're going to keep it. Tom Hanks. All right, we are back, and we know how many people Andrew's hit, but more importantly, we know that the press room is in the opposite stream, and so if there are any steal opportunities, they'll be presented upon completion of this round, but we're just getting started in the wild, wacky world of Tom 
Hanks. Questions worth two points. Remember, gentlemen, you can confer on each and every query. We do ask that once you arrive at an answer, please say that it is your final answer. Got it. All right. Bandit Powder Keg, 12 points available here for you in the category of Tom Hanks. Your very first question in said category. Who played the father of author P.L. Travers in Saving Mr. Banks? The father? Oh, man. I think I'm not it's sure. Colin Farrell. I think it's Colin uh, Farrell. What do you think? I agree. I can, um, I'm with you on that one, actually. It rings a bell. I like I it. Four? Colin Farrell, Colin. final answer. That is correct for two points, leaning on your opponent or your teammate as you should here as we get to our, yeah, not your opponent, your (laughs) second question in the category of Tom Hanks. That's me and Ellis. I apologize, gentlemen. Category of Tom Hanks for two more points here. Your second question. Which actress played Jim Lovell's wife, Marilyn, in Apollo 13? Oh, I know that it's Eileen... The the chick who spewed all the cherries in uh, Witches of Eastwick. That's so. You want to go multiple? (sighs) Two? Yes, multiple. Multiple. Damn. All right. Your multiple choice options are A, Rita Wilson, B, Kathleen Quinlan, C, Annette Bening, or D, Amy Madigan. Well, I'm glad we did that. It's not Eileen. It's Kathleen Quinlan. (laughs) Uh, Final answer. All right, multiple choice does pay off. Kathleen Quinlan is correct for one point. Outsiders up four points, 17 to 13, as we get to our third question here in the category of Tom Hanks. Who directed Tom Hanks in the 1990 film The Bonfire of the Vanities? Brian De Palma, final answer. Doesn't even ask the bandit, and he doesn't need to. to. Two more points. Give them to the outsiders. They're just about to break. That's trust, baby. That's trust. (laughs) 19 to 13 as we get We have our strengths. We know what's up. I was going to say Roland Emmerich. (laughs) Well, at least we got there eventually, guys. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's Bonfire Resurgence. My bad. My bad. bad. That's the sequel. Your fourth question, gentlemen, in the category of Tom Hanks. In what movie did Carrie Fisher play Tom Hanks's wife. Man. Ooh, is that the Burbs? Uh, it sounds familiar. Um, I'm okay going multiple on this one, though. Yeah, I hate to do it again, but... I yeah. We... we got... Right. We're good so far. Let's multiple. go multiple. Multiple. Multiple it right. is. Your multiple choice options are A, Bonfire of the Vanities, B, The Man with One Red Shoe, C, The Burbs, or D, the Green Mile? It's definitely not the Green Mile. I heard Man with One Red Shoe, and that sounded good. Then I wish they hadn't said Burbs, or I would have gone with that. So it's one or the other. Your call, man. If you if you still feel... Five. I'm, I'm going to leave this up to you. Uh, let's get a repeat of the, of the options, the free repeat. One right, free repeat? A, Bonfire of the Vanities. B, the Man with One Red Shoe. C, the Burbs. Or D, the Green Mile. So we're down to 50-50 here. What are yeah. you feeling? I don't know. I came in burbs. I suppose I could go out burbs. I was feeling it, but neither are ringing like it's the sure thing. Five. Yeah, burbs, final yeah. answer. They go with his gut, and they get paid off for oh, it. Give him one more go, point. Hey, hey. up 20 to 13 as we get into your <clears throat> Come on. last two questions Come on. here in the category of Tom Hanks. You got this. Trust your gut. Your fifth question. 
in the category of America's uncle, Tom Hanks. Father. In what Father. film does Tom Hanks yell, you are a child's plaything? That's a toy story. Yeah. Is it okay? So I know you are a toy. It, I just don't know if it's. Yeah, right. we're gonna Toy Story final yeah. answer. Toy Story is correct. Two Ooh, yeah, more yeah, yeah. points yeah. here, and Tom Hanks. They've been perfect through the round, even though they've checked down twenty-two to thirteen. As we get to the last question here for the outsiders in round number two. Your final question: Bandit and the powder keg. Forrest keeps a copy of what children's book in his briefcase in the film Forrest Gump? Jesus. Jesus. So the Bible? Or... Yeah. That's, that's, that's... I'm trying to uh, work with you here. Uh, uh, do we need to take multiple? Because uh, I have yeah, a I go. I go multiple. Uh, multiple on this. Three. Multiple, okay. please. Yeah. Okay. Multiple choice options are A. Where the wild things are. B. Good night, moon. C, the Bernstein Bears, or D, Curious George. Good night, Moon rings a bell, but it's the faintest of bells. I'll be honest. Hmm. 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 I don't uh, want to burn this repeat. Or no, we can get the repeat of the. No, we already used it. We did. Uh, good night, Moon. Final okay. answer. Okay, we we did get Good night, Moon in under the wire. Is it correct, Andrew? That is incorrect and we will be holding that answer for your opponents okay. for their potential steal opportunity but a strong round two here for mm -hmm. tom hanks and the outsiders ellis they find themselves in the lead they're up by nine that's a good place to be 22 to 13 at the end of round two let's see how the press room fare and the press room is back they have one steal opportunity andrew that does include a multiple choice question so it could yeah. be a one point steal andrew's going to give you your question, your multiple choice options. He's also going to tell you which guess your opponents wager. So in the category of Tom Hanks, the question was, Forrest keeps a copy of what children's book in his briefcase in the film Forrest Gump? Your options are A, Where the Wild Things Are, B, Goodnight Moon, C, The Bernstein Bears, or D, Curious George. Your opponents guessed incorrectly on Goodnight Moon. I might have guessed the same thing. What do yeah, you think? I don't have one. Could, can, I, we, can we repeat the answers that we have one of those? One right? free repeat, and you can use it on your steal opportunity if you wish. Let's just make, can we see y'all's hands? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind a repeat if that's okay by you, Terry. Perry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, just the, the options. Option. Yep. The options are A, where the wild things are. B, Goodnight Moon, which was incorrect. C, The Bernstein Bears. Or D, Curious George. I feel like Curious George has echoes to the it film. It speaks to the character. Yeah. That's that's really the only reason I have to say that one. Let's try it. Okay. Curious George, final answer. They get a steal, Ellis. One point goes to the press room at the end of the Outsiders Tom Hanks category. A great guess there on Curious George. Very impressive. So it's 22 to 14. They pick up an important steal opportunity point, potentially cutting it from nine to eight. And so now it is the press room's turn at the wheel where they have an opportunity 
to take a lead. So we bring in their manager, partying party is Koi Jandrew, also using someone else's internet. Let the record show I'm at my friend's father-in-law's, but it's not my friend Josh. He's not in the room. There is a bookcase. It <laughs> That's is what you think. <laughs> it's a big house, frankly. <laughs> Pennsylvania is a big place. Don't look out that window. Hey, Josh. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, guys, I, I gotta say, this is exactly, I know it doesn't seem like where we want to be, but where we want to be. Perry, I think you play absolutely best once you've been rope doped a little bit. You're Rocky, you're Mickey Ward, you need to get a couple punches in, and then you wake up. You play like an underdog, I'm so proud of you. Josh, you know more about movies that makes me comfortable. I fear for my career because of your knowledge. So, I'm always impressed. Keep playing perfect, Perry. Know and trust yourself. You needed that hit in the face, now we're getting back into it. No domestic allegations aside, this is how you play best. Please, 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 I'm so proud of you. We love this wheel. There's a lot going on for us. Let's channel some father-in-laws and get after it. I mean, Koi does hit a very important point there, Ellis, and that's that an eight-point deficit is phenomenal to have. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> so we love a lot of this, and really, they needed to check down a couple times. You guys oh, you ever? believe in miracles. It is Spinner's choice wow. and koi's entire birthday party celebration is going to hear that raucous yell so now mm. it's 60 seconds for the press room to decide which category do you want to field six questions from what do you think we were talking new releases you know that's where my mind usually goes i think that's my strongest category but i want to make sure it's it's in there for you as well I, I, I feel good about it. I, if you feel strong, I will help carry the load, and I and I, I feel good about it. Yeah. My, my perspective is not only is it both of your strengths, but it's also something I think you know more than them about as far as steals go, and it's something that is a trickier category, and you guys are stronger players than most. I think we lean into the fact that it's a harder thing, but not for you two. Let's do I think it. new releases. Lock it in. I believe in you guys. Let's do it. New releases. And I'm being told by production, it's go time. So new releases is the category, Perry and Josh, the scariest of Perry's and the Carpathian. Are you ready to field six questions worth two points unless you need multiple choice in the round of new releases? Yes. Let's do it. Then we start your questioning with this one. Who directed New Mutants? Josh Boone. Yes, you're right. It's definitely Josh Boone. Josh Boone, final answer. That movie actually come out. I'm being, it did actually come out. So yes, that is a fair question for two points. And the press room is on the board here in round number two. Your next question. Who plays Sherlock Holmes in the film Enola Holmes? It's Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. It is Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, final answer. Two more points for the press room. They are cooking early in round two. Your next question in the category of new releases. What 2020 biopic features supporting performances from Linda Cardellini, Kyle MacLachlan, and Matt Dillon? Uh, uh, with Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Um, uh, 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 um, what's the character's name? Um, Capone? Uh, what's it, what's uh, Capone. It? Is it called Capone? It's called... No, yeah, yeah, it's called Capone. It's called Capone. Capone. Final Capone answer. Final Capone. answer. Capone final answer. It was a four-point game. Ooh. It is now a two-point game. 22 to 20. The press room nipping at the outsider's heels, and we still have three questions to go. Here's your next one. Which character actor played Stanley, the father of Carrie Mulligan's character in 
promising young woman. Father. The father. Um, the father. The father. I think I'm going to need multiple. Um, but, but, but wait, oh my god. Not Alfred Molina. That's the other character. Um, um, I think five, maybe we should use a repeat. Four? Okay. Repeat Three. the question. All right. That is your first JTE rule. Which character actor played Stanley, father of Carrie Mulligan's character in Promising Young Woman? I can picture. Anything? A film he's been in? Can you get anything? Why do I want to say Clancy Brown? I think you're right. I think I'm right. Okay, Clancy Brown. Let's do it. Clancy Brown. Final answer. Clancy Brown was the final answer. And Clancy Brown... Is correct. We have a tied job. ball game. Well done, Andrew Guy. We've seen JTE rules pay off before. That was a pretty clutch one. Mm. I know I'm supposed to shut up in round two, but I'm not going to right now. That <laughs> was a brilliant use of your JTE. I love to see that Finally. one wanted to check down, one wanted to go JTE. I love to see it in the game. Okay, so that is four questions down in round number two. If this was a singles match, we'd be moving on. It's a team's match. You still got two questions to try to secure a lead heading into the final round. Your penultimate question in the world of new releases. Who plays Margaret Blackledge, Kevin Costner's character's wife, in the film Let Him Go? It's Diane Lane. It is Diane Lane. Lane, final answer. Diane Lane is correct. They have a two-point lead. All of a sudden, it is 24 to 22 and now your final question in the category of recently released talking pictures natalie krinsky directed what 2020 romantic comedy about a young woman who stars a unique pop-up space after a breakup unique pop-up space uh, breakup I'm gonna need multiple on that one. Yeah, I think repeat five, four. Natalie Krinsky sounds so familiar. Multiple, multiple choice. Multiple choice. They're gonna use multiple choice and save their last two JTE rules. Your multiple choice options for a point is it a the Broken Hearts Gallery, b the half of it, c breakup story, or d ten things we should do before we break up. I feel like it's we don't use JTE if we repeat the answers, right? You already used to repeat the answer. Can um, I use it? I think, I think it's A. I think it's broken. I think so too. Gallery. I think so too. All right. A, final answer. A, final answer. Andrew, they did have to check to multiple choice, but they still got the correct one. And wow. as a result, it is a sterling round number two for the press room coming back with a vengeance as their manager predicted. 25 to 22. It's a three-point lead as we head into round three. Here's how the rules work. Each team. Fields three total questions in round three. Two points is the first one. Three points is the second one. Your final question is worth five points. Here's where it gets all teamy. Is that you give us a series of numbers. Those numbers are how we generate the questions. Numbers can range from one to 20. Once we tell the team what the category for the two-point question is, the team must decide which member is going to field that question solo. You may not rely on the strength of your teammate for the two-point question. If we arrive at the three-point question, the opposite team member will then have to answer that question solo. It's only once we arrive at the five-point question that teams may confer with one another and arrive at a joint final answer. Again, we do ask at that opportunity to say final answer once you've arrived at that decision. So it is the press room who has a three-point lead in press room. It is now your call. Do you want to give us your numbers first? You feeling lucky? 
Sure, why not? Sure. From one to twenty, what do you got? All right, I'll go with three. I'll go with six. Six. I like multiples of three. Let's go with nine. Love it. Three, six, and nine. It is. And now we go to the outsiders. (laughs) This doesn't matter. Ben, pick three numbers. Um, (coughs) Eleven. One. 16. Well done. Impressive. Got to leave it to Ben. I get 111 and 16. <laughs> 111 and Eight. 16 Why? it is. Why? So you played exactly like we talked about, down to me having Mayweather and Horowitz and Mickey and Perry. You are taking the scrap. You're going in. We got two of the best boxers in the game. One an underdog, one a professional defense and offensive player. This is your game. That second round was absolutely astounding. You needed nothing. You are powerhouses. You both know one of the hardest categories. It doesn't matter what these numbers are. I, as a boy born on 915, love me some multiples of three. I'm so excited for you guys to win this. You deserve to be a winningest team. I have so much faith in both of you. How are you feeling? You got a JTE left and we got momentum and I love your knowledge. We've been building the momentum since the end of round one. We're in a good spot. Perry, you feel good? I feel good. Yeah, I feel pretty good after a solid round two. And trust each other with who gets what in this. That's all you can really do. And remember that one JDE, but trust okay. in each other. That's worked out so far. So get what you feel is comfortable with who gets what and win this thing. So proud of you guys. And now it is time for the Outsiders and Kate Mulligan. So all I keep thinking about is Paul wanted to spin again. And I said, no, stay on Tom Hanks. And then the next spin that happened was Spinner's Choice. So I'm going to fall on that sword and say in the digital world, that might have been our second spin. So I'm that sword is going deeply in me. I still think you did a beautiful second round. But you guys let me think about that. And you guys just keep doing everything you know about movies. It's I'm the idiot. You're in a good place. We're going to keep moving forward. I'll take that. You okay. got to repeat. Well, let's just hit all our questions and make them hit their 5-2. That's yes. all that matters, sir. That's all that matters. Yep. But also, I am really sorry about saying you guys should stay with Tom because the next one was because Spinner Choice, and I'm just really sorry about that. Koi talks really fast, and yeah. um, I, mm-hmm. my head hurts. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Andrew, you will be asking the questions to the outsiders. They selected, I'm hearing number 11 for their first category it's a two-pointer what is the category and then we'll find out who's going to be answering the question from that genre they sure did number 11 coincides with the category of julia roberts julia roberts a miss julia roberts here for two points the outsiders who will be fielding this question how do you feel paul take it not take it whatever (laughs) whoever you're jonesing uh that's kind of how i feel about julia roberts in general yeah, wow. I'm kind of the same. Uh, it's a two-pointer, so it could be on the easier side. Not my strongest category, definitely. Um, guys, America's Sweetheart is Reese Witherspoon. I don't want to hear any yap from the from the guys <laughs> calling Julia, We know show. you're watching, and we apologize. Guys, not we, need my we do need an answer to this question. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take Julie Roberts. Okay, okay Ben, got it. Two we'll points. Fielding this two-point question in the category of Julia Roberts. Who two is, points. Andrew, I'm looking this up, uh, America's actual sweetheart. She is. Here we go. Two points. The Bandit. Richard Donner directed Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson in what 90s thriller? Conspiracy Theory. 
11 to Julia Roberts. Give him two points there for the Bandit. 24 to 25, down by one. Down by one, and so now we're going to stick with the Outsiders for their three-point category. They selected, and when I say they, I mean Ben Goddard selected number one. This is going to be to Paul Preston. What is the genre? Another one of America's sweethearts. For three points, we go to the lovely Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore for three points. Powder keg. Here we go. What prominent comedic actor has a small role in Donnie Darko as the character of Ricky Danforth? Five, four, three, two. I haven't the slightest idea. All right, that is a non-answer. What was it? We were looking for Seth Rogen. Tough get there for the three-pointer. And because of that miss, Ellis, the outsider's still down by one. We got to go to their five-pointer. And what better number for a comeback than Joe Montana's number 16? Reminder to the outsiders, you may confer. We just need you to, once you settle on your final answer attempt, to say that it is your final answer. Andrew, Montana's number corresponds to what? The category of the great Denzel Washington for five points, the lead, and to send it back over to the press room. Powder keg, bandit. Five points in the category of Denzel Washington. Philip Noyce directed Denzel Washington in what 1999 thriller? Is that the Bone Collector? I'm going to go with you on this one. Philip Noyce rings no bells in 1999. We have a repeat if you want to use it. Five. Yeah, Four. Directed Patriot Games and those. Yeah, repeat, repeat. Sorry. We'll repeat. Okay. Repeating this for five points in the category of Denzel Washington. Take the lead. Philip Noyce directed Denzel Washington. Denzel in, in Bone Collector, right, Ben? Yes. Ninety-nine thriller. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, we can talk over him if we need to. Is it him and Angelina Jolie. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, Queen Latifah. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go with it because I don't have a better guess than you right now, honestly. I think he directed that. So. Uh. Let's go with it. The Bone Collector. Final, Final answer. Well, they may speak over me, Ellis, but they did get the answer right. Five big points. The hardest points to get to the Outsiders. The really lead back get, in their favor. Hey, 29. The five, though. 25. Still talking over me as we go back to the press room. Until they take me off of this feed. <laughs> and I should have warned you. I, I invite them to do it. Go ahead. Take me off the feed. We're going to leave you on the feed. We'll just mute oh. your mic. That's much easier. So to build up the drama, we want everybody here. And who we really need answering questions now is the press room. You find yourselves trailing by four, yet all of your round three questions are in front of you. And so you chose very conveniently the numbers three, six, and nine. Number three corresponds to the category of, hey, I've heard of this guy, Tom Hanks, Josh Horowitz, Perry Nemiroff, Carpathian, Scary Perry. Who wants to field this question for two? The truth of the matter is I'm more likely to miss it than you. So what do you want to do with that information? <laughs> <laughs> it is just a two-pointer, right? Or is it like so should, we risk, right? So should we risk the two on me and give you the three? Maybe. 
Is that right. putting you on the spot? Do you feel weird? I, 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 I don't I, know. I, I don't feel weird. I want whatever's the best in the long run. <laughs> You're going to get it. You're going to get this. All right. I'll take it. Wow. Carpathian using magic just to demand she gets it. Okay, so it is going to be Scary Perry Nemiroff for two points, and this could cut the lead to two. An important number because then the three-pointer could win it. So, Perry, your question. In the world of Tom Hanks, to cut the lead to two, Tom Hanks plays what real-life person? in the 2013 film, Saving Mr. Banks? Um, Walt Disney. Final answer. That is correct. And Andrew Guy, we have a two-point ball game. It all could come down to this three-pointer that's going to be fielded by Perry's partner, the Carpathian, Josh Horowitz, all by his lonesome. Now, your team, Josh, selected number six, and that corresponds to a category. I think you know a little something about inside and outside of movies, and that would be comedy. You have one JT remaining. You have no Ask a Father-in-Law's remaining. So now, your three-point question for the win. In the world of comedy, which Academy Award-winning actor plays Rick the Pecker Peck, Tug Speedman's extremely devoted agent and best friend in the film Tropic Thunder? All right, all right, all right. I think we are winning this. It is Matthew McConaughey, final answer. And your winner, the Carpathian, Josh Horowitz, Scary Perry Nemiroff, the Press Room. <laughs> the Press Room takes the W, and look at just the... You see how happy Koi is? I just see nothing but that Admiral Akbar Return of the Jedi sigh after the Death Star exploded from Josh and Perry. <laughs> I'm just worried guys, about this guy's place that you're squatting in. Cool. I've been just here for like an hour anything. and a half. I've been here so yeah. long. I'm wondering like, <laughs> if they just think I'm talking and stuff. They don't know me. They've never even met me. Coy, you're going to be there a little bit longer, so y'all sit tight. We're going to come right back with the press room and the quirky marks in just a little bit with Jen Sturger. You know, Andrew, you and I have done a number of these matches. Congratulations. We're now a veteran announcing duo. Boy, this one had it all, my friend. It it really, really did. Everything from what you saw to behind the scenes, great trivia knowledge back and forth, great sportsmanship, honestly, from both mm -hmm. sides, great managers doing exactly what they need to do, even if one of them is squatting in someone's house and shouldn't be there, but that's neither here nor there. The competition was exactly what we expected. We had a perfect round out of Horowitz, who is really proving to be one of the brightest stars in the league this season as a rookie. And, and dare I say... Does he really have a potential to be rookie of the year? Because in my book, it feels like he does. He certainly does. And that's not to discount scary Perry Nemiroff at first, no. because the only thing tougher than having a first round like that is having the resilience to come back and have great rounds two and three, which is exactly what she contributed to the press room. And so it was a true team victory in every sense of the word with fittingly Horowitz quoting Matthew McConaughey from another movie, getting <laughs> his performance in a different movie correct for the win. If that all sounded confusing, well, that's because Andrew and I just had to announce a 
scintillating three-round match. And so while we take a much-deserved break, we're going to toss it to the great Jen Sturger to untangle all those cables behind the Fatback TV we just gave you for an exclusive interview with the winning faction, the Quirky Mercs. It is the press room, and it is all yours, Jen. Congratulations, guys. Uh, always good to see you here, Coy. You're just, I mean, look, you're smiling regardless of whether you win or lose. That's just your affect. But I mean, but I have a preference. I mean, well, I don't we all, don't we all, for real. Uh, congratulations, though, today on a well fought victory. Uh, you have to be incredibly crowd, uh, proud of how these two played today. I love that Perry is the comeback kid and that Josh is Mr. Perfect. I really, I, I, I can't put into words how hard it is to come back from a deficit. I, I honestly, it's such a hard thing in the sport to have you not get in your head, to trust each other. Like Perry played the game like a master. And then Josh, who is new to this sport, coming in and really just impressing everyone and everything he plays. Team singles, everything. He was one of the names that when I drafted, a lot of people I thought weren't yelling about enough. I, I felt like it was my steal of the draft. I was like, wait, we're here. You were like, no one was, sees this? Like when you I, find something really good at a yard sale where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Legit, I'm not even kidding. It was the it was Dimalanta, and then it was like Josh was on the list of my next person. I was so afraid I was gonna lose. Yeah, he was that rookie card you find at a card shop. And you're like, wait, you guys don't know? And now he's the rookie of the year for sure. So the fact that they played exactly like we talked about in round two, the fact that we're both squatting in father-in-law's houses, bringing us very specific good luck, and the fact that Perry has time and time again now with multiple teams been the most impressive comeback player. She has the comeback record and the underdog of the win year award against Mike Kalinowski. Perry is a force. Josh is Mr. Perfect. I am so proud because I just found these diamonds that I knew were diamonds, not even in the rough, and they played like Beyonce today, another diamond. <laughs> Perry, I feel like you're one of those players in the Schmodown that doesn't ever buy into their own hype. You know what I mean? I feel like you have to be feeling pretty good about yourself in terms of how you guys played today. And honestly, I'm thrilled with your chemistry. The two of you play so well together and it just shows that you have such mutual respect for one another. I will say that quality isn't Schmodown specific. I give myself no credit <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I'm glad that I had a good comeback performance, but I gotta figure out a way to stop putting myself in a position to need a comeback performance. And Fair. I credit a lot of this comeback to Koi being an A-plus manager as always, but also Josh being the exact type of partner that I need. I always know he's got my back. He's got such a good attitude that really melds with mine. This and it doesn't hurt that he goes player. perfect, right? I mean, you yeah. guys just got like 30 points. You got 30 points. The fact that, you, okay, the first time you ever played, the first time Perry played this year, the first time Josh played, period, the first time you played as a team, all of those firsts were up against two people that helped invent the sport. This is something you guys can do. That shouldn't have been your first match. This, to me, is your first match. And you're going to go on to beat those people that helped invent the sport because you just got 30 points like champions. I'm so proud. Sorry to interrupt, Jen. I'm just so hyped. It's fine. I'm used to it. How many coffees did you have today? Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, how are you feeling about this? You know, I, it must feel nice to rebound, obviously, off the last time you guys played and um, just to be building the kind of chemistry that you are with Perry. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. I mean, like, uh, I'm so happy for us and for, for Perry. I know, like, that first round was still getting into both of our heads a little bit. And, um, yeah, just showed real character, pulling it together. I'm so thrilled, like, I mean, the Tom, he the, the, the Walt Disney poll and the two-pointer, that was great. I mean, it, I, this couldn't have gone better. I mean, like, you know, we had a little luck on the, on the spinner's choice. That always helps. That makes a difference. But um, 
it's only getting better. I mean, yeah, I feel like we had chemistry and we had, we knew each other's like, you know, um, patterns on the first one, but this is even better this, this time around. It feels great. Yeah, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship for sure. Koi? I think that's also the only time anyone has willingly chosen new releases at Spinner's Choice. We didn't go with like, we chose the thing that a lot of people would find difficult. And that's what I love about these two players is their type of knowledge is so much more advanced that it wasn't a, a broad strokes. It wasn't an actor. It wasn't something you can just study. It was the last 18 months of cinema. So I to be fair, Coy, we've been in a pandemic. They so. keep making movies. They keep putting stuff out. It's hard to keep track. How many movies have gone straight to Netflix that you remember? They're putting out one a week. That's not an easy category. They're just making stuff up. People are like, I'll Very take so. dollars to go to the beach. It's insane out there in the streets of LA. So that's a hard category for these two. I'm so proud of them. Well, congratulations on a great win today, guys. And uh, best of luck to you. I can't wait to see who you face next because I feel like you guys are just getting started. Yeah, I like that attitude. <laughs> a very happy and very relieved press room. I think, especially after a tough round one where yeah. Horowitz played out of his mind, Perry dropped a few ones that she wanted to have back. They just didn't know where this match was going to go. They rebounded and they're happy to get over with the now. All of a sudden, we talk about momentum from time to time. It seems to be on the side of not just the press room, Andrew, but the quirky Mercs who desperately needed a W. Yeah, I mean, there were so many great things that we could kind of highlight in that interview. I mean, when you look at Perry and Josh and what they do professionally, I don't think there's any two players in the game that you could pair together that would do better in new releases, which is a very difficult category. I mean, yes, we were in a pandemic, but that almost makes it harder to, to decipher what movies quote unquote matter and what don't. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I loved was that Perry recognized that she's putting herself in these rough positions in round one. What can she do to better herself? And I want to hear that out of great players, right? That's the mentality you want to hear. Not like, ah, I can make up for it in round two and three, or Josh can carry me through round. No, she recognizes she was down a bit. She wants to get better in round one. And then Horowitz on the other side of it, being an encouraging force on that team. You will get that two pointer. We will win this match. It's as Jen said, the beginning of a very beautiful friendship, an exciting team here for us in the MTS. It's that good kind of friendly pressure that your teammates place on each other because they want you at your best because you want to be there for your teammate. Now, when you talk about the intimidating kind of pressure, I'd say both the press room and the outsiders faced it magnificently. The outsiders, again, showing up, answering the bell, and once again, coming up just a little short no fault of their own they know how to play the game they have a great breadth and depth of knowledge just couldn't quite get it done today so for the vibe in the den currently we throw it back to jenster never an easy conversation to have with three of my favorite people um because i feel like i have it too often with you guys and it's not <laughs> indicative of how you play like i don't get it like how are we ending up here again? Listen, I'm going to just start off. I'm going to say we're all bummed. There's no question about it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out from my own headspace how to pull out of this victim mentality. I, I keep falling prey to. And when I, I, I look out and look at it and I, I have to say like, no, we're not like we didn't have a perfect first round. Okay. We, I made a bad call about the wheel and then we didn't pull the three. So it's like there there is stuff to pull from this today. We, it just wasn't our best match. I mean, it's this is not this is not something that happened to us today. Um, I, I feel bad for the part for the part that I played in this loss because I do feel like a lot of times, you know, it's it, it would be hard for them to say no. We're not going to listen to you on air. And I think honestly, if if they had spun away from Tom Hanks, we might have been able to 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 have a better lead 
in uh, going into round two. So that you know, I feel bad for the part that I play. That I'm, I, but also you know, it is it is just it's not fun to find ourselves in this conversation repeatedly and to sort of have to psychoanalyze why did this happen and da, 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 you know it's just and we want this game we want this to be fun so especially that's that's when, me speaking for myself i should yeah say. especially when you have arguably two of the most fun guys you know on this on this who team doesn't love together. these two who doesn't love these two paul give me something because <laughs> i mean i i I hate seeing you sit there and look like this because it's just not who you are. It's not your personality. Oh, he's okay. muted. He's muted, and I'm not sure if it's a bit or not. I, it might be a bit. I think it's a bit. It's, it's a, a bit. bit. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Second City, guys. I love him so much. So, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Edward James Olmos. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, no, nah, this fucking sucks. You can believe oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that, he said. <laughs> Sorry. You're going uh, off the rails here, guys. Uh, I, I don't King care. Button. Right now. Just hit the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, God, those Tom Hanks questions, like. Tom Hanks, like, seen a lot of his movies, so I don't know the board game in Force Force Gump. I don't know. <laughs> the book. And then they got they got Spinner's Choice. Uh, you know, we're not here for that, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm guessing Perry led the way with that one because they you know they do interviews and they're great at that. Josh played a great game, perfect. I could I should have pulled Roland Emmerich, and I think that would have helped. You know, with them. I, I don't I can't do the math off the top of my head, but I wish I would have gone perfect uh, and gotten that last question because I definitely got the bonus. Uh, but yeah, that Tom Hanks and, you know, Kate, like this digital wheel is the most fickle thing on the planet. I don't know what the algorithm is, but we might have gotten spinner's choice. We might not have. We might have gotten opponent's choice like I've gotten <laughs> recently. Um, yeah. So don't. I don't know. I yet. feel like probably whatever gets spun next is what yeah. we would have spun. It, but it's I'm going to keep telling myself that so I can at least yeah. take Guys, that I part don't of think the loss. That's how an electric wheel works. But, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry no that we ended up here again today, guys. I hope that, you know, we're able to recover from this. Um, again, uh, I don't want you guys to, like, this to send you guys into, like, analysis paralysis and be like, what did we do well, wrong, you know? Because well, I don't think that there's anything necessarily that you did wrong. Well, it's just tough, Jim, because we have so many skilled players on the den, and it's like, oh, no, now me and Paul are going to go into the team's tournament being 0-2. Oh, uh, I'm going to go into the singles tournament being 0-2. So it's like... 0-4 oh, on, oh, on the year? 0-4 oh, on the year, yeah. Just making sure I have my numbers right. Um, so it's it's just tough to, like, lead your team from the back. And, you know, like, we, so many great players have gotten wins or gotten close, and people haven't gotten matches. And so, you know, last year, people say I ducked out of the singles tournament even though I was one of the few players to get a match, and I wanted James White and Rachel Silverstrina to play, and Tom and Paul, who'd only played in a team's match. And this year I'm going to have to make that decision too, where it's like, can I even say that I deserve to be in the singles tournament after these last, you know, four performances where it's like, I, yeah, sure. You can look at the, the PPE or the accuracy, whatever stats you want to run. But at the end of the day, there's only one stat that matters and that's wins. And I've got zero of them. So we'll see what happens uh, with the rest of this year. Hold your head up, Goddard. In the team's tournament, you came in sixth. <laughs> 
I'm so glad your mic decided to work for that. Go ahead and just turn it up. <laughs> I can, right, I can well, translate. I can translate. Yeah. Oh, He's saying. I, I think we should go now. Yeah. Um, tough loss today, guys. I, I love every single person on this screen right now. And um, we're going to get out of this. We're going to get through this. Are we, together. Jen? Are we, yeah, are we, Jen? Yeah. Are we, Jen? We are. Jen? We are. <laughs> yes, right now. Some filth foreign words in there, mostly muted and understandable. I, they've just displayed so much winning potential and just have come up. It's just that short, Andrew. They're, they're right there. Yeah. They're on the cusp. And to keep getting so close to the mountaintop and to have it roll all the way back down, I, I wouldn't know what to tell these fellows if I was their manager. There's a lot of things to look at here, and I think that Kate is approaching it the correct way. Goddard and Preston are already beating themselves up enough right now. They're already, as you can see, upset, as anyone would be. This is a very difficult game to play. There's a reason why we call this a sport, and it's the, those losses come with hours and hours and days and weeks and months of studying. So even if it's 0-4, it's not really telling the story of how much time Goddard has put into it. The other thing that, you know, unfortunately is my job up here is the analysis paralysis. There's the Roland Emmerich miss in round one, which is tough. I think that's actually just because it's a good question. I bet if it was just Independence Day, Goddard would have gotten there in a heartbeat, but he probably second-guessed himself. And that set them in motion to second-guess themselves with the Burbs. The first answer that came out of Preston's mouth, that's the one-point deficit. This is the analysis paralysis that I'm going to do for you guys. You don't need to beat yourselves up. That's where you can make up for one or two points, but that's also in a perfect world. And as we know, this is not a perfect sport when you're talking about playing it, maybe watching it, maybe commentating on it. But when you're playing it, it's very, very rare that you have an absolutely perfect day. So my hat is tipped to the outsiders in the den, and, and I honestly hope for them to have a great comeback. It's a very rough loss today, Ellis. Yeah, as two guys who've been on both sides of it, the commentating is the easy job here. It's yes. the actual answering of the movie trivia questions that gets that white hot pressure squarely on you or your team. So a great effort by the outsiders today, proving their worth in this league for sure as singles and teams competitors. But it is the press room taking the win today. Congratulations to the Carpathian and scary Perry Nemiroff. Her and Josh Horowitz teaming up alongside Koi Jandrew and the help of some very generous father-in-laws to get a W here today. And again, a much needed one in terms of faction standings. That is going to be all for us here today at the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Such a great behind-the-scenes team here at Skybound. Our incredible writers, Jen Sturger, the one, the only. Two great factions full of awesome competitors here today. That is Andrew Guy. I am Mary Mark Ellis saying thank you. Enjoy the rest of the day, the week, the month, and keep the Movie Trivia Schmodown in your heart. That was a weird way to... Yeah, yeah, I like that. Keep it like in your it. heart. In case it's my birthday, thanks for the well wishes. <laughs>